0: welcome to feminized it's time for a show that turns the spotlight on the powerful women shaping cannabis culture the cannabis industry is on fire and women are sparking it up if you like the show please subscribe you can also subscribe to the feminized podcast with liz grow on youtube and instagram the future is feminized hey sis you're now listening to the feminized podcast I am so excited to be here with you, but Shauna Selden-McGregor, the visionary, the leader, um, the founder of The Maverick PR, a cannabis-focused PR agency in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Welcome to Feminized.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so, first of all, honored to be here. I mean... I'm usually not the one talking on a camera or talking on a microphone or whatever, you you know, I'm usually the one who's, you know, putting you in touch with some of the amazing women and companies that I work with. But um, so it's just such an honor to be asked.
0: Well, I'm so pleased, you know, I've been warning you for a while now though <laughs> you are so dynamic so good at what you do so great to work with it's just like I want to know more about your story every time we're together but we're always you know we're working we're 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 doing doing the damn thing girl doing the damn thing it's
1: a, yeah it's funny it's funny how you know you can spend so much time with someone talking about other stories and then suddenly you start to dig into you know whether it's you as a producer, host and whatnot, you know, telling other people's stories, learning more about, about yours too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, you know, that's where I want to start. Let's just dive right in. How
0: did you get to be here as the leader of the Maverick?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think it really all stems from first of all like a love of words and a love of writing and really at the core of it a love of journalism and a love of the fourth estate. Um I think like I've been writing since before I could remember and I remember as like you know a little kid wanting to write books and writing you know stories and that sort of thing and then you know going to the University of Florida, go Gators. I always have to put that in there. <laughs> oh, yep, yeah. go Gators. Right. Oh, it's nice. um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, don't do right. this. I that <laughs> is the, the Seminole chop, but anyway. So, um, but you know, being there and going to the journalism school and, you know, writing for newspapers and writing for magazines um i really just wanted to tell people's stories like you you know and so and i also just inside of me knew i always wanted to go to new york city and when i was at in college you know i had to pick a major and it's crazy how they put this on 18 year olds like now you have to decide like right. what you're doing for the rest of your life and yeah and wow my, but my, wait you took a yeah. career inventory so you're good you filled in some yeah.
0: bubbles yeah. when you
1: were yeah.
0: still drunk from the night before yeah exactly. I was said to be a rabbi okay <laughs> and I went to Notre Dame so I thought that was the most hilarious thing that was what the career inventory said about me so I digress that's
1: amazing okay so yeah. yes so, so <laughs> what a different path that would have been <laughs>
0: Um, (laughs) I didn't even know what to say yes it would have been a very different path but um let's talk about you you're 18 and you're faced with this big decision about the rest of your life so what did you choose
1: well the um gentleman my my career counselor who was probably um one year older than I was was like why don't you you like people, you like writing, why don't you, which are like the two things you're never supposed to say in a PR, you know, interview, why don't you do PR? (laughs) And I'm like, perfect. Like, and I just jumped right in and it just combined all of the things that I love to do and just, you know, moved to New York City, started working in agencies and was actually doing PR for um, media outlets. Like, You know, the Times and the Merediths and whatever of the world. So I learned how what you guys, what like producers, what editors want, how to deliver it to them, how to support them in their work. Mm. And was jamming in New York City, met a guy who's now my husband. He wanted to move back to where he was from, which was Colorado. That landed me in Denver, Colorado in June of 2012. I'm. I love politics. Um, I immediately went to go. We went. We both are into politics. We both went to go register to vote, and I got the ballot measures. And I, you know, being a cannabis consumer since before, I should admit, um, was <laughs> was blown away by this Amendment sixty four. I thought I had died and gone to heaven. I had no idea, li- living on the East Coast, how far the efforts had come, and like that was surprising to me. There's so many things happening in this world. Like you, you know, I was calling my guy in New York city and like, you know, and they were forming a regulated industry out here. And, and so it was great. Yeah. I loved being in a state where I could do, I could, you know, have a medical, like I, you know my husband had a medical card and then when recreational or adult use came into effect in 2014 being able to go to the store and purchase what I need to feel better about myself, to um, address anxiety or um, attention deficit disorder or lack of ability to sleep or whatever the case might be, being able to access that medication was huge. But at that same time, I never thought I would be in the industry. I was just jamming along, doing my thing, you know, doing PR for sustainable technologies, renewable energy. Highly regulated industries, that sort of thing, with a focus on earned media and and public affairs, and you know, kind of serving um, serving the media in that way, and just being in the middle of Denver. Someone, someone, Stan. One Stan Wagner leaned over to me one day and was like, "What do you think about cannabis?" And I was like, "Why do you want to go smoke a joint or something?" <laughs> Not that I would. Got- <laughs> during business hours no way but um no but um but you know he was putting together a conference and i jumped in and it was a time when the press was when the brands and the industry and the companies weren't communicating with the press so there was a real need to educate them and and um and then it just snowballed from there. <laughs> so. Wow.
0: Wow. It just, it just pulled you right in. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So yeah. what made you, just curious, what made you and Patrick, which I love, that's your husband's name. And I yes. also have a Patrick. Yes, um, we love the Patricks. We do. We do. <laughs> um, so what made you and Patrick move from New York to Denver? I mean, that's a big life decision there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, like, I never thought I would leave the center of the universe, you know, like it was, you know, yeah, center of the universe, New York City, um, girl, but uh, it was like the energy in that city and everything was, you know, yeah, I mean, working with, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I think every single person that wants to, not every single person, but. It is so worthwhile going to New York City or whatever big city and like just being there and like learning for a couple of years and absorbing what Mm -hmm. that is because the people that you meet and you work with, you work, it's just crazy. But
0: yeah, that's how you and Patrick, that's how you and my Patrick, that's (laughs) all of you guys connect really. You all went and spent your 20s in a city yeah. that never sleeps and, you know, you
1: can't and be And we beaten. never slept. <laughs> and yeah. you
0: never slept <laughs> and you can't be beaten. And so I like to surround myself with winners. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. Um, seriously. But you, you left to Denver. I mean, what was that about? Why did you guys feel yeah. you needed yeah. to make
1: that change? Well, I was really tired after not sleeping for 14 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it really was like... New York City. I mean, everyone's always like "Oh, now, especially like real estate prices are so expensive, et cetera, but they're never getting better. And it's, it's really, really expensive there. And you have to really come from a lot of money if you ever want to own anything there. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. walking home, like in the route race, I was like, let me just give something else a try. Like New York City will always be there. yes, And it does, you know, so I'm like, let me just move to Denver and give it. You know, give it a try, and and I and it was scary, but I did it, and you know I had my exit like routes all 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 sca- scoped out, yeah. and like what could I do if I needed to move back or whatever. But yeah, Denver is just amazing, and it's beautiful, and and you know you can buy it actually well you used to be able to for 10 years like yeah. 10 years ago you could actually yeah. buy a house not anymore but you know that's a whole other episode yeah, yeah. But, you know but yeah it was great <laughs> I just I wanted a ch- it it was time and he asked me to move and I gave love a chance. Oh my God,
0: I love it. Yeah. It turns out like that. (laughs) Give love a chance, baby. And then look, look how, you know, look what found you, you know, cannabis and this beautiful plant, you know, you're using it personally. Um, You were, you know, just jamming along, as you say. And now you are an active conduit for its message. I mean, Shauna, like nobody works harder than you do. In cannabis PR I mean there are some people listen I mean there are definitely some names in in cannabis PR who are uh formidable characters doing great work and you know you're you're among them you are there you are at the top of your game so you know my question to you is what um what advice do you have for um any uh, you know for women who want to get into PR um you know we'll just start there with PR and then go on to cannabis PR.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just like to just stop and make a note of that. You said like, I am one of, of many and, and there is room for all of us. Like there's such amazing publicists in this industry. They are all, um, super, you know, most of them are really welcoming and, and kind and just really good people. And I think that's, what is great of where this industry came from was just like such good hearts. And like, like I said, I never thought I would be in the cannabis industry, like in 2012, 2014, you know, a lot of people would say no to that. They wouldn't have done it. And, and when I was approached with it, I believe in it. I come like, as I've said before, and I'll say again, like I come from a military family. I, didn't think that i might i knew my parents did not approve i'm a grown-up you know i pay my own bills all of that and i i believed in what i was doing and that is pr 101 for all those people who are like i want to do pr what does it do to to what does it take to do that it takes ethics morals like you need right. to believe in everyone you represent or be able to walk away i'll never forget my you know uf pr 101 teacher who was like you better be ready to walk out the door if they're doing something that is unethical or that you can't stand behind because you because it is pr it's earned media it's not paid you can you're only as strong as your message and your ethics and and that sort of thing so really believing and understanding who you're working for Mm -hmm. and the other thing is as much as i understand that there is an importance of work-life balance it also is not really like a job you can fit into a box or like a nine to five time frame, like Mm. a bank or something like that, banker's hours or whatever, like because the media and because things happen all the time, you do need to be a little flexible. I mean, you can take, you know, just understanding that you might have to have early, late days, weekends, that sort of thing is, I think another really important thing to just basically a basic to understand. And then, being good at the at language at in this case the English language like being able to write and and that sort of thing is also really important knowing what AP style is versus Chicago style and all those little things like, right to me that are so important but, make all of my teammates crazy but you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know when you're representing the clients that you're representing there's very there's a very small room for error you know these clients some of these clients that you're representing are the biggest in the game and i want to give you a chance to brag on them in a second but you know i imagine that you know being in pr can get quite stressful um so how do you how do you balance? How do you, how do you stay happy? I mean, you're, you know, you strike me as a happy, healthy, well-adjusted person. So how the hell do you do that
1: in PR? So I'm watching right now, uh, we crashed. And I don't know if you've seen that it's, um, a series on Hulu about the re we work founders and, and she's, she's a little, it's a little ridiculous, but Anne Hathaway plays, is the the female founder and she's like you know something about happiness is a choice and it really is happiness is a choice like you um you know you're you it's a mindset you can choose to let people bring you down and yeah of course like i am get you know i I i think it's very interesting i come from a different generation like from gen z like i am gen x like i i'm on the cusp of like gen x and whatever the next one was. right it's like um, 80 it's like
0: 79 80
1: 78 i mean yeah i'm yeah. 70. yeah yeah i'm i'm mostly gen x so you know at that time like we lived through like you know black friday and like the stock market crash and in the tech bubble and and a different world whereas now i i learned so much looking at the um you know at the young younger generation coming up the gen z's and how they hold truth to power so amazingly and it's so like stuff that i just kind of like didn't like they're like no it's not right (laughs) and like i'm like (laughs) wait, you can say that? <laughs> like, I think it's amazing. Like, I just love that. But
0: I completely I, like, agree. I forgot what the
1: question was. <laughs> no, I completely <laughs> I mean,
0: agree. I completely agree. We were just talking about pressure and how much, you know, pressure it is, yeah. you know, sometimes you can be under NPR and really how you balance that. But, um, you know, yeah, looking at this younger generation coming up, holding truth to power. I mean, I feel like that in and of itself is like balancing, um, just, just just keeping you level when you're able to speak up and you're not stuffing it down. Like this is bullshit, but I'm gonna take it because it's my superior and I don't want to lose my job, which is very much a situation that, you know, I think folks that you and I, like in in that kind of bracket, like we were just on the, the out of the bad dudes. Maybe. Hopefully there are no more bad dudes. I'm sure there are bad dudes. Oh, but there, there were some yeah. bad practices, man. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I think about to just the corporate world and shudder sometimes when I think back to my 30s.
1: Yeah, and it like, is so amazing yeah. to be able to see how far we've come and to make your like you really do have the opportunity to choose your own adventure yeah you can do the nine to five you can be a mail carrier you could be a bank teller you can do those types of things or you can like really find that thing like for me it's public relations i love it like i work with a team of amazing people and i tell the stories of companies that have meaningful stories to tell like i always think about like the b2b like corporate conversation about how do you sell a bic pen you know Mm -hmm. or how do you how do you sell weed which like oh my gosh like you never thought we would be having this like when i was 21 you could not have told me that i would be in this position today i would say you're crazy and that's not possible but look (laughs) at how far we come we've come and like my my saying my 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 north star is if you can dream it you can do it and like we're so like there's so many issues in this world like let me get up on my soapbox from like climate change politics divisiveness like all of the things like how are we having that conversation and like that's a big piece of it Mm -hmm. is you know like i'm 45 and i'm proud of my age and i'm proud of of that yeah and like but it's you look amazing! Yeah, you're amazing. But it's it's so amazing, like how much you learn, and like how much I've learned, and how much I'm just amazed at how much more there is to learn and yes. how interesting conversations are. And like, I don't know. Anyways, I swear I'm not high. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. No, I, I, I love
0: it. I love it. And I believe you because I know you and high or not. Shauna Selden McGregor is a, just a total badass full of wisdom. Um, and, and I get what you're saying. And I've had a few of these conversations with guests on the show about when you get into your 40s, because I'm 42 And when you get into your 40s, it's like, wow, wait a minute. All of a sudden, there's like wisdom there. It's like you turn around and it's like, whoa, hey, Miss New Booty. I got some wisdom and it feels really good. Um, And that just goes with age and you can't get that wisdom without age, you know, not to take anything away from your 30s because damn, you learn but right and I'm learning
1: every day I learn from the 30 year olds and the 20 year olds and like being able to like pull like figure out what I can learn from them and how to that's the most interesting thing is these conversations that we have and how to Mm. try to empower them to see their power like that is you know because there's a lot of like there's such this interesting traction that we're dealing with right now of, you know, you've got these Gen Zers who everyone said had helicopter moms and this and that, but they're also breaking, <laughs> you Sorry. Know, but, no, but, but they're the ones who are breaking, like you might've been a helicopter mom, but you also helped them feel the power within themselves yes. so that they are like, I am going to break down those barriers. And I do feel, but like, So they can break down barriers but how do we give them the independence to be like and you know to feel i don't know to be a part anyways yeah no absolutely
0: no absolutely it's 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 i've got it's all learning right it's all learning and if we can support one another we can learn i think a lot faster and in a lot a more gentle way than you know, judging, judging ourselves and judging others. because It's fucking hard, man. It's hard. And I do. I see yeah. it's biting me in the ass. There's no doubt about it. It's biting me in the ass. I have a 17-year-old. I'm like, God, why couldn't you just have stopped and like made her do her own laundry when she like got in the seventh grade or whatever? No, but whatever. It's We do our best. Um, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I would love to pick your brain about... Yeah, i don't know maybe some advice for um cannabis brands um so first there's the cannabis brand who's maybe just starting or they don't have any budget and they're trying to do it on their own what can they do to get more yeah. pr and then on the other side of it what about the cannabis brand who's got some budget to spend and it's like we got we can do some things but how should we spend it so
1: yeah Okay. Well, so the 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 startup, let's let's just, you know, a startup in Denver, Colorado, you know, you don't have you've got a very tight budget. You're you're producing widgets, cannabis maybe, you know, whatever. And but you don't really feel like you have a PR budget yet the first thing that i would do is is under like is to start to develop who is understand who your audiences are and how do they get their information you know there's the sales funnel as they, as most business people know somehow, Mm -hmm. like what the top of the sales funnel and pushing people through it. So, you know, what I do, I consider as top of the sales funnel work, which is raising awareness for your brand to people who may not have heard about it so they can go and get more information. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a startup, you're gonna wanna think about like, how are you communicating to your staff, how are you communicating to your customers and how are you t- uh, communicating with your community? Mm. And so you will want to think about like, what does your website look like? Do you have a blog? Do you have a newsletter? And then how, who is covering your space? You know, if there's bloggers or influencers or whatever, who can help share your message on a on a micro level um, mm. so that you're not, Paying Kim Kardashian, you know, a hundred million dollars on on for one post on Instagram, like you're not there yet, you know, right? Not yet, um, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So just kind of, and then identifying who those people are, keeping them in a list or MailChimp or whatever the keys might be, yes, and creating a relationship with them, inviting them to events, come see, come get a tour, like you know. So those are there's some things that you can do, and you want someone who has like either a quarter of their time or a half of their time or something that they can be committing to that on a daily and weekly basis. So, you know, that, you know, and you can find people to help you set up those systems. And if that's Mm -hmm. one thing you want, communicate that from the beginning, because, you know, I can come in and I can service a client, but if they wanted me to come in and set up their communications department, that's an option too. It just, you know, it's just a matter of how do you want to like, do you have the resources? Do you want to deal with the people or do you want to outsource it? And the benefit of outsourcing is that, you know, it is kind of like a clearinghouse. Like there, you know, I've been doing this since 2014 and most of the reporters know who I am and they'll ask me if I know who can cover x y or z um, whether that's in a specific city or market or industry and I can give them options and they can say oh that works that works so there's like that is really I think the benefit of a PR firm is to be able to provide trend analysis and story ideas and create, create content yes kind of you know like what you guys do but you guys are the unvarnished unfiltered I think reality of it whereas we're we're doing a little bit of spin we're not I'm not gonna lie there's spin involved you know yeah, well I you mean, want your best you want to show your best side which 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 side is it yeah. you know?
0: right right oh man I love it I love that you said that and you know mentioned that because that's definitely what PR folks I think are known for and and which is why it's so great that you lead with integrity you know that you you lead with morals i've heard you say this before on multiple occasions um because there is spin i mean come on we're selling we're selling you're else at some point you're selling the dream you know but you believe in the dream that doesn't mean it's wrong right um but you are selling the dream so i love that i love that advice um so what about for companies who have big money to spend okay and they're like we got to, we got to just change directions or, you know, we want to do something big. What, what advice do you have for them?
1: Yeah. So for the big companies, you know, it really is about having a consistent engine that is going to sell your, your brand. And they like, there's paid media and there's earned media and neither of them, like one is more of a switch and one is more of a slow build, but neither of them should be switched off and then switched on, or switched on and then switched off in like a month. So with paid, it's about brand recognition, about being able to tell your message the way you wanna tell it, and you pay a premium for that. With earned media or or more of public relations, it is about providing service and filling a need in a ongoing conversation and so how are you building that in a organic, authentic way that will continue to, to you know, perpetuate itself? So, you know, I come at it from looking at three pillars of of the business. And one of that is very much like the traditional PR um, of, you know, I pitch a reporter, they interview my client they write the story, it runs, done and done. And then, you know, there's the second pillar, which is content creation. And these days, news outlets do need us to, you know, are interested in getting a point of view from a client. And there are opportunities to help make that connection and help them provide that content because So many times I work with companies who are like, oh, yeah, they hand me a marketing message and expect that that can fly with PR. But no, that's you need to buy an ad with that for that Mm -hmm. message. But how are they providing a service and, um, you know, giving, educating and that is you know, the earned piece of it. So right. You have to give to get a point of view.
0: Yeah. You have Mm -hmm. to give to get, you can't just come at it with like, this is our, this is who we are. This is our message. Go. Buy this this
1: new flavor. Look at this. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's, that's not gonna, that's not clickbait. (laughs) I don't know. Unless the flavor is, uh, but um, you know, and then the, the third leg of that stool is the, you know, is the speaking engagements, the, you know with the um the recognition just making sure that you're at all of the events that you are you should and you're supposed to be at mm. um and and you know that you're that you have a plan like i'm guilty as charged of going like to i just recently went to a conference and it was one of the first times that i had just bought a badge and i was just going to a conference i didn't have you know really, I didn't have any clients there, I didn't have a game plan, and like that is not what I do, so it was interesting to do that for what I love once, that but, for you. Know, you I had little, but I had little game plans in my non game plan, like
0: it's done <laughs> yeah, right. Mind.
1: I'm gonna say yeah, <laughs> but, right. Um, <laughs> I know you have a plan, but good for you. Sometimes <laughs> but, you have to just go with the flow, and that is fun, but you get the best being out of your book by like, and you know, there's the sales strategies of it, you don't like want to do the targets and that, this and that, but the communication strategy of that piece is like, who's gonna be there, what reporters, like making sure that they're connecting with you, telling your story as through the lens of that conference. So yeah, it's fun. God
0: dang, girl. Oh, I'm glad you do this. I'm glad you do this. And I'm glad to know you. I'm so glad to know you. Um and I can't wait to be that big budget one day and be like, Maverick. I know what are we doing right.
1: Today? Yeah. I know. I can't, wait. Yeah. I, can't wait. I can't wait. And I mean, it's just so good also. I just it's it's so amazing to have positive people like you in the industry too, because you just I don't know, I feel like it's been a tough time for a couple of years. And like mm-hmm. And you know I really want to put a point on what you were saying about like the positiveness of it because it's really easy to let you know to come from a place of of scarcity and and negativity mm-hmm. but there's enough work for everyone there's like as many people have said and many people say every day this is the industry will never be as small as it is today right we need all the people to help like yes we you know want like let's come from a place of abundance joy kindness happiness and you know just Mm. try to be that every day and that's what you like that's why i love seeing Uh. your happy smiling face (laughs) 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 oh thank you
0: sister thank you well i I truly feel blessed to be able to work in this industry (laughs) and in this capacity i mean come on it's just like i Think that I have the most fun. And so that's kind of why I have
1: a smile on my face all the time. Yeah, but you're making <laughs> moves and can like you're making moves in Texas. Like mm. one of you know, I mean that state, like <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad you're there. Like my Thank whole you. family lives in Texas. I love Texas. I may oh, be yeah, down there more than less, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it's I love I it's it's midterms year, like yes. I hope Every single person listening to this episode is registered to vote. And if you're not registered to vote, please figure out how and know that this is the one thing that you can do to make a difference and, you know, have your voice be heard. And I think that that's, you know, that's an important part of what I do, too, is just making sure that we all realize what our rights are, you know, and in in business, too. Yeah, I don't know.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. We have to be civically engaged if we want uh, the change to go our way. Period. You know, like what are we even here for? Because uh, I'm not going to be anyone's pawn. I mean, I know at some point you, everyone is just a cog but i am really trying here to be like no i want to change this whole situation in texas in my lifetime okay so i can go into a dispensary and um smoke weed with my friends and just have a ball and not worry about a damn thing um so that's where worry that's about the
1: you the
0: y'all <laughs> ah, i love it okay sister all right so I ask my uh, guests, all my guests, the same three questions, yes. and so before I let you go, I have got to know your answers, okay?
1: I hope I'm ready for this. i <sighs> you know, obviously listened to your episodes of the past, so hopefully I am. <laughs> You're born ready.
0: Um, okay, so the first question is, give me the three people who are in your smoke circle, dead or alive. Oh, boy. Jesus, oh my god, you're the first person who said Jesus. I think. Give this, girl I want Jesus there a round of applause. <laughs> god
1: damn, that's a good one. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, probably Leonardo uh da Vinci, not not DiCaprio. Okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> Leonardo, and, da Vin- da Vinci. <laughs> and oh my gosh, are they all men? Wait, hold on, I want to redo. Um, <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> you can totally this. is redo. really important. Like it I is. can't. Like I've thought about it, and now, like you know, my mom. Yes. Can... Yeah. Um, Perfect. One more. Who else? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's it's so tough. I know. I know. There mm. are you know. Right now, I'm just gonna call it because every minute it could be different. But right now, I'm reading about Catherine the Great. So I'm just going to say Catherine the Great.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. And then in every smoke circle, every feminized imaginary smoke circle, I get to float in. So I'm excited. Yes. Yes. One. You're number four. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited about this one. Jesus. Um, okay, cool. So the second question is, um, what other woman is inspiring you right now in the cannabis game?
1: Um, so, wait, I want to just reference that we will also be smoking, you know, native root oh, shorties. Please. You know, yes. because I, I jumped ahead. Because I don't, I don't, I actually don't do the circle anymore because of germs and stuff, but I love yeah. a shorty. I love a good dog walker. So, that's I what that. I will be passing out in my smoke circle. So, anyways, <laughs> I love that. So,
0: everyone will have their own shorty. Yes, everyone so, will just
1: have their little, um, yeah. Do you know where so, you are, where the smoke <laughs> circles taking place? Oh, it is on a beach. Oh. It I is definitely that. on, like, it is Hawaii, for sure. Or oh. something like that. Yeah. Oh, Hawaii. Since since we can be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. so I could anyway. see Jesus in, like, <laughs> like board shorts. Yes. Um, board shorts Jesus. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. like, his his little Crocs or whatever he wears. Or, like, his, uh, Birkenstocks. <laughs> Birkenstocks. <laughs> so excuse me. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Catherine <laughs> the Great's wearing <laughs> a thong. But anyway. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Bikini ready. Oh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, so... My mom is wearing a mammoth. No, just <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I love
0: you. Um, okay, so what, yeah, what other woman is inspiring you right now in
1: cannabis? Obviously, Nancy Whiteman. I mean, obviously. she is, yeah, obviously, <laughs> yes. You know, she's... St. Nancy, pray for us. Yeah, yeah, St. Nancy. <laughs> um, you know, Nancy, I've worked, I've had the honor of working with her since 2015. She has really changed my perception on a lot of things, but I'm just really lucky to be surrounded by powerful, um, kind, um, smart women. I, I think that the other person that I have to always give a shout out to is my former boss, Lori Rosen at the Rosen Group. She was an incredible mentor to me and, and it taught me everything I know, so I have to give her a shout out yes. too. Um, but yeah, so those are two of the biggest mentors I think that I, I've experienced in my life. Yep.
0: Oh, I love that. Great, uh, <laughs> great women too. Great women to be more mentored by for sure. Um, and I really, I always appreciate all of the access that you give us. You know, you mentioned Nancy Whiteman. I mean, she is, she is the, arguably the coolest most important person in the cannabis game right and now. i hear she's
1: gonna be on the show so, yes I don't
0: know. can i say that yes like, of course you, you can know, say that up. and i hear this
1: badass um, woman watch follow this space
0: <laughs> yes thank you thank you and thank you for always just just making it possible you're so um gracious and um just great to work with so i really appreciate that so i can't wait to talk to nancy on the
1: feminized podcast and hear who's in her smoke circle um okay Wait, but thank you for everything that you do carrying this message reaching people that might not otherwise receive this in a in a state that has historically i mean i've been pulled over recently in texas and i'm glad they didn't find what was in my car but yeah. you know i mean it is a scare. it can be a scary place to live and you're doing the hard work and mm-hmm. i just think you're amazing so thank thank you you for all of the hard work that you do to tell these stories because that is so important well thank you you know I just it's it's what we do
0: it's what we do and what we live for just being a conduit
1: right live for it live for it it. yeah
0: that's it um thank you absolutely okay so wait one more question though one more oh gosh not gonna let you off the hook one more question (laughs) um give me what would you what would you tell what advice would you tell give to 13
1: year old shauna This is a tough one, like, you know, I have listened to past ones and uh, episodes of this and it like just even thinking about the question makes me want to cry a little bit because it's so tough to be a 13 year old. And I think, you know, like. It's it's not as big as you think The you know, the like you are bigger than it is and like you're strong and you will get through this and be. And it's going to get harder before it gets easier, but hang in there because every day that you take a breath and that you contribute to society is, the world is better for it. And I think that there are a lot of 13 year olds out there that need to hear that today. Um, it Right now, I don't know when this will air, but it is May, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, we, we are losing people yeah we're losing people every second of every day due to suicide and other things that are you know in my mind a drug overdose is a suicide in like agreed and by the way you don't you don't overdose from cannabis ever i mean Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable but we don't lose you forever so anyways that i would tell my 13 year old self to hang in there because it only gets better
0: Oh, oh that <laughs> message What a beautiful message um, God Shauna will you please come back I'm, can we I'm coming back Yeah yeah, okay. yeah We should get
1: like some of the other Like amazing women in our space To like join us it Let's do a panel fun, so. Yeah let's do like yeah, a fun like, yeah.
0: I don't know we'll call it something more fun
1: than yeah. a panel though um, We'll call it yeah. smoke I, exactly, yes. exactly. A, a smoke it. circle Exactly Exactly. Love it you're the best
0: God. You are the best Shauna how do people find you
1: um, maverickpr.com And we're on Instagram and LinkedIn and in um, Facebook. And um, I hope to get to talk to everyone and see people soon at upcoming events. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait. Can't wait to see you again yeah. and give you a
0: big hug, sister.
1: Yes, ma'am. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks again, <laughs> Shauna. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. If
0: you'd like more, subscribe to the Feminized Podcast on YouTube follow at feminized with liz grow on instagram special thanks to our sponsors Moose labs and richards rainwater the feminized podcast is a grow house media production created by liz grow produced by patrick pope dance with original theme music and audio mixing by q at q to king productions in new Braunfels, texas